Welcome back to Tea Time Reports, everybody. It is your boy, Brandon, here with you, bringing you the next episode of the Magic Mondays installment here on the show. Thank you all so much for the support on the last episode, for the support on this entire series as a whole. I've been loving it so far. I know I had that little hiatus, and I've had the same with the Windy City Reports as well. I know it's off topic, but I promise you, in the next day or so, there will be a Windy City Reports episode out, so not many... Not sure how many of you guys are Bears and Magic fans like I am, but if you're just a listener of the show and you're just tuning in to our content and you've been wondering where that Windy City reports has been, look, man, not going to lie, I just had to, like, remove myself from, not from the Bears. I know I'm starting this off. I'm not even talking about the Magic, but oh, well, just bear with me. Fast forward to like two minutes if you want to skip this. But just doing all the coverage with the Bears during the time that it was with the whole Fields injury situation and Bajent coming in and just being involved with the community and Bears Twitter and whatnot, it was just sucking the life out of me. And I just, I don't know, I just needed to remove myself from it and just enjoy Bears football as a fan the way I used to again and then come back to it. You know, I just... There was so much shit going on between that whole quarterback thing and the team, and I just had to remove myself and enjoy it for what it is and for how it has been, if that made sense. And I've been able to do that now, and it's been at the best time. So that's going to be coming out soon. Thank you for sticking in through that. I apologize. But let's get into the Orlando Magic. Not as much action um, this past week as weeks prior in the last episode. Only three games this week. Matches matchups against the Brooklyn Nets, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Detroit Pistons. We went one and two in these three games, unfortunately. Those two were back-to-back against the Nets and the Cavs. Then we were able to rebound with a nice, easy victory against the Detroit Pistons, who have lost 19 in a row, which is crazy. But let's get in to the Orlando Magic versus the Brooklyn Nets. We lost this game by 28 freaking points, Mike. 28 points. What the hell is up with that? I don't know what the hell that was. That was like a mixture of three accents, but just that's just me. Take it or leave it. But yeah, we lost by 28. Mikhail Bridges had 26 in the first quarter. He just came out of the gates firing, bro, and was hot and just didn't take his foot off the pedal, and the team didn't take their foot off the pedal. And they got out to, I think, a 17-point lead after the first quarter. Maybe, uh, I think it was even more. Then they just took it and ran with it, man. I mean, Bridges outscored our entire team himself in the first quarter. I think we only had 24 points, 23 points in the first quarter. He had 26. And, you know, we were just caught playing catch-up the whole game. And uh, against a team like this in Brooklyn, we, we all know how prolific their offense is. We know they can score in bunches. We know for whatever reason this team just has the Orlando Magic's number. And... You know, Spencer Dedridi, Mikhail Bridges, these guys just always come to play against us and just have career nights. So, yeah, it was just one of those tough ones. And this was a game where we were look, look, we were we were going for the franchise record for consecutive wins. You know, we just tied the franchise record with nine wins in a row. And on the road against a tough opponent that's already beat us this season, we needed to get a hard-fought dub. And when it came down to it, I just I think we just didn't have quite enough left in the tank and this team like I said the team that has our number just got the better of us once again and it's 
started from the get-go and we were just playing catch-up the whole time. I mean, when you're shooting below 40% as a team for the entire game, nine times out of ten, you're not going to win it. You're not going to come close to winning it. They out-rebounded us out the ass by 20. They had 57 rebounds. We had 37. Our stars did play pretty well in this game. There was just no help from the rest of the team. And, yes, this bench still had 50 points, but that's, like, below average for this team and what we expect. You know, the number one bench in all of basketball. But even throughout the rest of our starting lineup, Gary Harris, Jalen Suggs, none of them really contributed the way that we've been seeing them, especially throughout that nine-game win streak. But it was cool to see Caleb Houston get 16 minutes in this game. He's been playing a lot more as of late. You know, he's starting to hit that injury bug again and again and again. And I've, I've given him some props earlier this season. I've given him a couple shout-outs in the few minutes that he's played. But now he's really starting to get some minutes. He had 16 in this game. And I think he had like 25 in the game against Cleveland or the game against um, Detroit. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. Give him a little shout-out. Yeah, disappointing night all around, like I said, because we weren't able to achieve our goal of breaking the franchise record for consecutive wins. That would have been so badass, man. I would have loved to actually be able to witness that and experience that as a fan. Yes, it would have just been watching it on TV, but still. And that's just something that, as a fan, whenever you get to see your team set a franchise record, no matter what it is, especially with 10 wins in a row, that's no easy feat. That's cool, man. You want to see that, and you're witnessing history. We still did witness history, tied the franchise record, but come on, man. We're reaching for the stars. You know, we're the magic. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, like I said, our stars played pretty well. Franz Wagner had 20 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Paulo Banchero had a double-double, 19 points, 10 rebounds, and was 2 assists away from a triple-double. But, yeah, between Badatze, Suggs, and Anthony Black, there was only 12 points between those three. We had 18 from Wagner off the bench, 20 from Cole off the bench. Other than that, just not much help, man. Like I said, a very, very poor shooting night. Only 31% from the three, 39% from the field in general. Shooting under 40%, like I said earlier. No recipe for success, especially compared to when the other team shot 50% from the field and 41% from the three. So they bested us by 10% in both categories. A 28-point loss is more than likely going to be the result of something like that every single time. But we're not going to dwell on that too much. Moving on to the next game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Dropped this one as well. This one was on Wednesday, December 6th. 121-111 to was the final score of this one. And this was just another game where we got down big in the first quarter. We played good and outscored them the rest of the game, but we were just never able to fully climb out of that deficit that we dug ourselves in the first quarter. We were down by 17 after the first quarter. Donovan Mitchell had 35 points. 15 of them were in that first quarter. The story of this game, though, Apollo Bancaro, P5, bro. 42 fucking points? Career high in points for the guy, bro? I'd love to see that. I was so, so, so happy, so excited, and entertained by just watching that game, watching his greatness on full display. This dude is going to be an all-star this year. Book it. Him, Franz, both All-Stars this year. But back to the game as a whole. Poor, poor night from Franz Wagner. Only 3 for 16 from the field. 0 for 5 from the 3-point line. Still contributed all around the board, though. Had 14 points, 6 rebounds, 9 assists, 3 steals. You know, 
you like to see that. Shout out to Anthony Black in this game as well. Five for five from the field, tying his career high in points with 11. Once again, Mo Wagner and Cole Anthony both with double-digit points off the bench. But this was a game where, look, we could have very well have won this game. Very well have won this game against a tough, tough Cavaliers opponent, which I've been high on for a long time. I'm a big fan of Darius Garland. I'm a big fan of Evan Mobley, big fan of Jared Allen, then not to mention Donovan Mitchell. They have a very, very, very solid squad over there in Cleveland. But look, man, just back-to-back -back games, like I said, we got down early in the first, and we could not dig ourselves out of the deficit. And that's one thing that does worry me about this team is that we're, la we're lacking that spot-up, elite, knockdown shooter, sharpshooter, if you will, that can just propel us out of these big deficits and get us back in the games like this. When we're, like I said, we we got outscored by 17 points in the first quarter. We outscored them by four points in the second quarter. Both teams scored 34 points in the third quarter. Then we outscored them by three points in the fourth quarter. Nothing crazy, but we still outscored them by seven points after the three remaining quarters, resulting in a 10-point loss. If we have that spot-up sharpshooter that can just knock anything down throughout the rest of this game, I guarantee you we win it. I guarantee you, or we at least come back and it's a one-two-point game coming down to the last second. You know, but hopefully just as a matter of time, as time goes on, we can address that and that'll sort of work itself out in a way. But back to the star players of Cleveland, you know, like I said, Spider, Donovan Mitchell, then um, his co-star, if you will, Darius Garland combined for 61 points, man. I mean, it was just a great night. It was. I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due. You got to respect greatness when greatness is on display. I think both of these guys are very underrated. I think this is one of the best front courts in all of basketball. And they're very underrated. 12 and 9, I think they are right now. I, think, I just think they lack the depth, depth, but they also they get hit by the injury bug a lot. But they start in five, man. They have four legit pieces in the starting five. Three of them. All, really, in my opinion, all-star potential or all-star ceiling, if you will, if that makes sense. But, I, yeah, I can't say enough, though, about P5 in this game, 42 points. And he just, dude, this was fun to watch. It was so entertaining, like I said. And this this was a game where he was still one for five from the three-point line. This dude could have had 50 on him. Had six rebounds, one assist, and only had three turnovers, which is not bad. Obviously, you never want to see any turnovers. But he's really cut down on that, and that's something I was harping on at the start of the season. And he's really, really cut down on that throughout the month of November, and even more so in the month of December so far. Excuse me, taking a sip of my ice. Nice ice-cold beverage. But um, another 19 points, 7 rebounds off the bench from Cole Anthony. And when you have a night where Franz is 3 for 16 from the field, and your bench, like I already stated, the number one bench in all the basketball only has 38 points. That is not how this team is going to win games. And that's only going to happen once in a blue moon with this team. So I'm not really going to dwell on it or just dig into it too much. But you got to put it out there. What really stood out to me, actually before I get to that, Jalen Suggs did have an injury scare in this game. However, he is back and he's actually playing right now against the Cavaliers again. As I'm recording this, um, they're back home in Orlando. Cleveland's in town. Then, um, once again, we were just out-rebounded, out-assisted, never held a lead in this game, just dominated. 
pretty much from start to finish, and if you're never, just get back into it. Moral of the story between the two games that we lost after one and nine in a row. But what I'm going to finish this off with, and really, if it wasn't for Bon Boncaro dropping 42 in this game, I would be tearing into this team and just lamented at the fact that this team shot two for 23 from the three-point line. I will say that again. This team shot two for 23 from the three-point line in this game, bro. I, I've never seen a night this bad from a Magic team. The only thing I can ever think of this bad was that that Houston Rockets playoff game with Chris Harden, Chris Harden, Chris Paul and James Harden. Only 8.7% from the three-point line. What? Dude, that's not going to win you shit. You still only lost by 10. That's what I'm saying. If we had that three-point shooter, man... Fuck, it just, it just gets me so excited and worked up, too, because I know the potential if we have that guy. But I can only hope that over time, this team, this front office, this staff, they understand that need and they address that need. Moving on to the next game, though, the bounce-back win on the road at Detroit, I believe. 123-91 to just blew them off the court. Like I said, 19 losses in a row for the Pistons. I have a game for you, though. If you're listening to this, how about you pour up a shot for every time I say the words like I said. I think I've said it like six or seven times now. And um, just just do that for me, please. And let me know how much you end up downing. But great bounce back game. Like I almost did it again. I almost did it again. Against a team that really just slotted perfectly into where our schedule is right now. So I already dressed. We had that nine win, nine game winning streak. We had these two back-to-back games against tough opponents one i've stated has our number we've already lost to this season another one has been a formidable top five four seed in the east the last handful of years i've already broken down their talent and their roster and they were coming off a stretch where this team was most likely drained most likely exhausted has been through the ringer beating teams like the celtics like the nuggets on path to this nine game winning streak and i think they just got the best of them in those two nights you know it just all like the that magic luck no pun intended that we had not luck but whatever that magic juju whatever the hell you want to call it just ran out just poor nights shooting back to back against the against the nets and the Cavs. can't get much worse than two for 23 but back on to the pistons game this was a great bounce back and we have a tough schedule coming up, too. So this game right here, right in the middle, to get us a little bit more momentum after dropping two, maybe the morale was shot a little bit. They responded well and came back out firing. Improved to 15-7. and seven. I still believe second in the East, if not third. Detroit falls to 2-20 and 20 on the year. And keep in mind, I said they've lost 19 in a row. That means they started out 2-1. and one. <laughs> And they're now the 2-20. Yikes, that's tough. P5 follows up a 42 Point night with a 24 point night Franz Wagner had a great bounce back night led the team with 27 points we had four starters with 10 plus points five players total of course that fifth player was Cole Anthony himself off the bench I'm um, going back to Caleb Houston 25 minutes for him in this one I love to see that now I think Jalen Suggs was out of this game so that's a big reason because of it uh, Jet Howard was called up as well and got some minutes Pistons started out hot in this game. To be honest, they made the first eight of 12 shots in the first quarter, then followed it up by making 26 of their last 69. Yeah, so that sums up the Pistons in their 19-game losing streak. 
pretty simple recipe though for this Orlando Magic team. When we shoot good, we tend to win, which you can say that about any team, any given night. But in 10 of our 12 wins this season, this team has shot 55% from the field or better. And it just goes to show when we're on, we're going to be a tough out. doesn't matter who the fuck we're playing. Huge shout-out to Goda Badatse from this game. He had 13 points, 8 rebounds, 4 blocks, and 86% field goal percentage. I think he had 8 points and was 4 for 4 in the first like 3 or 4 minutes of this game. So he was matching the Detroit Pistons energy hot off the gate. And not only was this a bounce-back night for individual players and team-wise getting the win, but 3-point shooting as well. We shot 38.5% this night against the Pistons, so love to see that. That's a huge turnaround, especially when this team, we've seen a lot of like 20, 25% nights as well. I'm glad we righted that ship right away because we need to heading into this stretch of games that we have. So that wraps up the three games of this past week. Let's move on to the magic munch of the week. This was a tough one, and I'm a big fan of this guy. I hate to do this, and I say that a lot, but this time it's going to be Gary Harris. It was kind of like picking a needle out of a haystack finding this one, but throughout the last three games, he was averaging 25 minutes per game in those three, only averaging 7.5 points, 2.3 rebounds, 2 assists, and almost averaging 3 fouls a game too. And one thing that sort of like solidified it to put him on this list is, yes, I said he was averaging 7.6 throughout the last three, which is right on par with his seasonal average, but that game against Cleveland, he had eight points, and he went six for six from the free throw line, which is great. Shout out to you for that. But you can't count on that night in and night out. If it's not for those six points, he only has two points, one on uh, on one for seven shooting. So that's what I'm taking into account. And it was just hard to really pluck anybody else with injuries and other players just kind of just playing to their level, if that makes sense, and playing to their expectations just throughout these last three games. It was a weird weird three games that's for sure I mean when you have someone dropping 42 in a loss and then you have a just an overall team effort when you're shooting eight percent from the three-point line it, it was tough but I don't I'm not gonna put too much else on him because there's there really much there really wasn't much else but I had to find someone there and he fit the role but hopefully he has that Jalen Suggs type of aura he tunes in he listens to this says, fuck that. I don't want to be Magic Munch anymore on T-Time Reports Magic Mondays. I'm dropping 35 fucking points next game. Fuck you, Brandon. Let's go. Moving on to the Magic Stars of this past week. My third star is going to be Franz Wagner. Very consistent appearance on this list, as you would expect. Now, he had that poor middle game throughout this last week against the Cavs, but still contributed for other ways. Like I said, he had like six rebounds, nine assists, a couple steals. But he still did average over 20 points, 5 rebounds, and 5.5 and assists over the last three games. And he's been shooting well minus that Cavs game. And it was how he rebounded from that Cavaliers game, the game after against the Pistons, dropping 27, leading the team very efficiently as well. And this guy doesn't get rattled. He doesn't. That's what I love about him. I love his mentality. He has a dog mentality. And when he goes out there and underperforms, he knows that. And he's going to come into the next game attacking it completely differently to ensure he does whatever he can to not follow that up with another poor performance. And that's what I love about him. And that's why he slotted into the third star. My second star of this week is the sixth man of the year himself, potentially, Cole Anthony. 
continues to make his push for that award, though. Starting to become more and more consistent, which I like to see because that was one of my early issues with him to start out the season. 18, over 18 points, over 5 rebounds, 3 assists, shooting over 50% from the field over the last 3 games. This dude's just the main focal point for the number one bench in all the basketball. And I expect a little bit more in these next few games, depending on how Jalen Suggs is doing with the injury. Like I said, he is playing tonight. There's another one. But still, it's something that's going to linger, and you never know. It's a long season. He might see just a little bit of a cut down in minutes, which would give a little bit more to Cole Anthony, maybe. Then moving on, I think you guys already know who it's going to be. Our Magic Star of the Week. P5, Paulo Bancaro, number one pick, rookie of the year himself. How could it not be after this performance against the Cleveland Cavaliers? 42 points, man, once again. Career high for the guy. I love it. I love to see it. Probably my favorite favorite game watching of him so far. Had that double-double against the Brooklyn Nets in that loss, and I also stated that he was only two assists away from a triple-double. And over the last three games, man, listen to this. 28 points. 6.6 rebounds, 3.6 assists in the last three games for Paulo Bancaro, man. Take a bow. That just speaks for itself. I don't have much else to say about that. Some other notes I want to get to, though, before we wrap this up is not only Jalen Suggs, though, just some injury news, not only Jalen Suggs, but Jonathan Isaac is playing tonight as well against the Cavs. So you'd like to see that because – Whenever he's on the court and he plays 10 or more minutes, I think this Magic team is 10-2 and two this season. So that should just be a sign of things to come and just a tribute to how important and how valuable he is and how good he is just as an individual player. Excuse me. Then some G League news for you. Mac McClung. He's been having a season down in the G League. I haven't been touching on it. I'm going to start touching on it more. But I've been following it. He had 40-point nights earlier this year. He's been erupting for 30-point nights back-to-back. The other night, he continues to ball out. Dropped another 21 points, 10 assists, and had th- uh, had four three-point field goals made. But that's pretty much all I have for you guys in this week's edition of the Magic Mondays. Like I said, right now, we're in a game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'll give you a live update on that right now. We are currently... Winning 91-82 to 82 with six and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. So hopefully we can hold on to that. We know how this team has been with these fourth quarter games. It's not over yet, especially with a team like that. But this will be a huge, huge, huge revenge win just after losing to them two nights ago. And we have two very tough matchups following this. We go to Boston for two games at the TD Garden. Friday, December 15th. Sunday, December 17th. Um, those two, along with the Cavaliers game that's going on right now, will consist of next week's episode. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Next Monday, it'll be out. Make sure you stay tuned and up to date on all of our socials, at Tea Time Reports, even our brand new website. Shout out to Trevor for getting that up and running. That shit looks great. Make sure you please check that out. YouTube as well. This is Brandon, Magic Mondays with Tea Time Reports. Thank you as always. Stay awake. Take care. Peace.